Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindres Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. I'm Clint Buck. And I'm Mary Adair. At Branscombe Law, our clients come first. Our talented and dedicated lawyers and staff take pride in offering solid legal solutions to individuals and their businesses. Our attorneys focus on a variety of legal practice areas, including litigation, real estate, water law, employment, energy, corporate formation, and estate planning. Our team is ready to serve you and your legal needs. Visit us at BranscomLaw.com for more information. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. Welcome to God and our dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at God and our dogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now, here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and our dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show leave us with a deeper understanding of Christ's love for us, our value to Him, God's purpose for our lives, and belonging to his family. Our own dog stories even come to mind, revealing aha moments and help us apply scripture to everyday life with our dogs and God. Go to GodInOurDogs.com and sign up for insider news so you can catch all the updates. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs page on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our guest today is Joe Davis, shareholder with Branscombe Law. Joe is passionate about his family, about history, and about serving the youth in our community through the school board and in mentoring. In fact, he has a long-term mentee who is now a successful college graduate. His dogs would introduce him as someone who loves them, is a gentle patter, and most importantly, knows where the food is kept. Welcome, Joe. Thanks so much for being our guest on God and Our Dogs. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. That that last part about knowing where the food's kept, that appeals to me also. So. <laughs> It's good well, for both of us. Oh, okay. Well, as long as it's, you know, it all works together. That's what we're all about here, right? right? Amen. <laughs> well, you grew up with dogs. What kind of dogs did you have? So, first dog that we had was a dachshund. Oh, how A black fun. and tan dachshund named Sam. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got Sam when I was probably six. Oh, wow. And he was our family dog until I, you know, almost to the time I went off to school. Well, you got a very special dog when you graduated from college Tell us about Ben. Ben was an amazing dog. Um, He was a standard fox terrier, which most of y'all out there may be thinking about a little rat terrier. They're not. They're bigger dogs. Very strong, very powerfully built. And I've forgotten the exact date, but it was the date that Ben Milam killed during the siege of Bayar. 
oh, back okay. in the Texas Revolutionary War. So I named him Ben for Ben Milo. Oh, well, that's interesting. I wondered how he got his name. So, so your love of history just folded right in there. It did. It did. And so he was an awesome dog. You know, all through my 20s and early 30s, Ben was on the move, always looking for adventure. He was uh, he was an extremely friendly dog to humans, uh, would never snap at anyone for anything. But if you were a wild animal, he wanted you. Oh, and, wow. Uh, some of the stories about him and and uh, his engagement with some of the wild creatures is are pretty fun. Pretty yeah. Fun. Well, you said before the show that he was an epic dog. So share some epic stories about Ben. Well, like I said, he loved he loved to hunt, and he was a patient hunter. A story that I haven't told you yet is. One time a turtle came up into the yard. Okay. Oh my gosh, it was the first turtle he had encountered. So, you know, he ran around it and barked for a long time and tried to bite it. And turtles, he he did what all turtles do, right? They pull up in their shell. Well, after probably three hours of that, he, he figured out that that turtle wasn't going to come out. And so he laid down next to the turtle, but looking the same direction, but at a slight angle. Uh-huh. And he waited, I don't know how long, for that turtle to put his head out. And when he did, that was it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is a patient hunter he, for he, sure. He was a patient dog. Another time, he, he leapt into the river from probably 10 feet away to chase a nutria. And okay, let me stop you real sure. quick because I know what a nutria looks like because somebody told, oh, you've got a beaver in your pond. And I was like, no, we don't. So tell, tell everybody what a nutria is in case they don't know. Nutria lives in the water. It's a mammal. It's, it kind of looks like a big rat. Uh-huh. In the face, it looks like a beaver. It has very large, very large, very orange teeth. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, they strip the bark off trees, but they're also not to be trifled with. Well... Okay, so tell us what happened. He jumped in the water after the nutria. He jumped into the water. They swam for a bit. The nutria headed over and just ducked under the water into his den that was in the bank there under the water. And Ben didn't even break stride. He went straight under the water, dove down under it, and obviously followed the animal into its den. Because a couple of seconds later, I hear... From way under the ground, I hear, and he's under the ground barking, or under the water, and under the ground barking at that Nutra. And I I imagine the Nutra being on his home, had the home court advantage. Pretty quick, Ben came out of the water, swimming around and and kind of shaking his head. So So he didn't come out with a prize like with the turtle. He he didn't. No, he he was shorted, but, uh, oh, he would... uh, he, he would kill a rabbit. I mean, I, Ben sounds terrible if you're if an animal lover, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but he was, that was his nature. Well, that's what, that's what fox terriers do. And I love the story you told about the turkey because when you think about where foxes live, I mean, this is a perfect example of his nature, you know? Yes. Fox <laughs> terriers' tails are very high on their back, and so when they walk, their tails are almost straight up in the air. Well... As I understand it, that was bred because they ran with the foxhounds. And when the fox would go to ground or go under the ground, the fox terriers would go in after them. And their, and their tails being up in the air was because they would back up with their, with their catch. And then the hunter could grab the dog's tail and pull it all the way out. Oh, my. That way. With so. the fox. So what happened with the turkey? Well, so <laughs> my, my father had a turkey trap. 
set up in uh, the riverbank close to his house. And it's about as big as this table is. It's made of uh, heavy wire. And on one end, it's open, but you have a, like a tunnel made out of uh, a soft wire. And that tunnel goes inside the box. And then uh-huh. you throw the grains in the box. And the turkeys come and see the grain or smell it. And then they, they duck in through the tunnel. But when they start pecking around, they push the wire down. And so they're trapped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so one morning, my father and, and uh, my mother and my brother and I were sitting at, at the breakfast table. And I saw out of the corner of the eye something coming up on the deck. And it was Ben who was dragging a full-grown male turkey that weighed probably about the same as he did and ben had gone in that box through that tunnel underneath came up the other side uh, with what we found out later was three turkeys because there were still two left in the box uh, when we went down and he dragged that turkey up onto the porch and when i went out and said oh my goodness gracious well turkey was still alive i cannot imagine those of you that have hunted wild turkey before here at wheelers is a great place to talk about that but you realize that they have very long spurs on their legs that can inflict a lot of damage so i'm sure it was not a gentle thing but here came ben pulling that turkey out oh my gosh uh, he didn't want to let it go either Uh i have one other ben story i gotta tell you okay and these are all true 100 (laughs) percent. so a friend of mine and i are driving around the ranch ben's in the back and he was always excited when we were doing that because he thought we were hunting which we were we were deer hunting and uh so we pulled up and uh, kind of in the saddle of these two hills and i saw i don't know maybe 100 yards away i saw a deer and it was just what i was looking for so i shot it at the moment i shot it i could see ben through on the side of my leap out of the back of the truck so he leapt out of the truck you know hit the ground running at dead speed towards where the deer was and so i put down my rifle and i ran over there and I got there about the time that Ben was closing in on the deer, and Ben leapt into the air at a, at a dead run. He leapt into the air and grabbed that deer by his throat. Oh my gosh! And took him over backwards, <laughs> all in one you know move. Of course, the deer had been shot, and so I'm, I'm sure it was weakened. But he took him over backwards, and through Ben, I learned sometimes God you know, sets our parameters and disciplines us because we need it. <laughs> and he needed it. Yeah. Because if, if, if you didn't keep him in line, that, that wildness would come out um, uh, and, you know, something would be affected by it. Yeah, it sounds like it. Oh, my goodness. Well, you've got so many great stories about Ben. We need to take a little bit of a break before we get into more about your dogs. And I want to talk a little bit about Branscombe Law. I really appreciate all my sponsors, so thank you so much for sponsoring. My pleasure. And you all have, I've known so many of your attorneys for a, quite a long time. You have great specialties. What all do you cover? Well, Branscombe is a business-oriented law firm. Mm -hmm. That's not to say we don't do other things, but business is the backbone. And we represent business owners and folks that are involved in business across the board in everything, from from doing their corporate governance to their tax work to estate work, in other words, uh, wills and trusts for themselves and their families, for employment, and, mm-hmm. you know, all manner of things. I personally do litigation, mm-hmm. not always business, but principally business litigation. So Branscombe tries to provide something for everybody. Yeah. Uh, and if you're a business owner, particularly if you're 
you're getting to the point where you may need a general counsel. You're just not quite there yet. Our firm steps in and, and fills that role. Mm-hmm. We're, a, we're a small firm. There's only about 30 of, of the lawyers in the firm, but we, uh, we've been ranked by Chambers USA, which is an organization that, that ranks law firms who are positioned in certain markets. And in the small to medium law firm market, we're ranked as one of the mm-hmm. outstanding firms uh, in the country. Well, that's great. And as a good alternative to some of the big law, mm-hmm. which sometimes you can get a little lost in. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and we have a number of our lawyers live right here in Bernie or in the Fair Oaks area. And mm-hmm. so even though our offices are San Antonio, Austin, and Corpus Christi, you know, we have a, a presence here in Bernie and, yeah. and have had for a long time. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate your sponsorship and all you do for our listeners, along with some of our other sponsors that include Wheelers, Western Outfitters, Kendall County Abstract, and the Rivers team with Phyllis Browning. And because of all of you, we have a wonderful website, godinourdogs.com, which includes my blog, and the sign up for our weekly Thought to Ponder with stories that are based on my dogs on the Want a Treat page. You can also listen to those stories on Thought to Ponder Thursday, which is at 745 and 845 on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM or on the Bernie Radio app. And check out the show website for our newsletter, updates, and resources. That's godinourdogs.com. Discover a new perspective, God and our dogs. Hi, this is Dwayne Rivers with the Rivers team at Phyllis Browning. This is God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Well, we are back on God and Our Dogs with Joe Davis, and he is a shareholder with Branscombe Law. And before the break, uh, Joe told us all about the adventurous Ben. And you've had other dogs as well. You've had... The Trusting Four and Comforting Lester. And I don't want to forget to mention their names, but we really want to talk a little bit more about your dog, Luna, your current dog. So tell us about Luna and how she came to your family. Luna is a dachshund. Uh Uh, We uh, bought her as, uh, I think, a a present for my daughter going into the ninth grade back in 2009. Mm -hmm. And she is... uh, a little brown dachshund, probably weighs 11 pounds. Never has gotten fat, which is great because most dachshunds get fat as yeah, they, they get do. older. And she's stayed thin, but she's really had some difficulties lately. And, and that's why, you know, I've learned a lot through taking care of Luna through these difficult times for her mm-hmm. physically. And it's been easy to see myself as, you know, as Luna. In other words, she and I are both growing old. We're both going through things. She's going through them before, you know, mm-hmm. I'll go through them, but it's, it, it, it's been something to watch, but she's a funny dog. She's a sweet dog, has always uh, wanted to be close, uh, but she was always skittish. Mm. Always when she was little, she was skittish. And through just loving her and letting her come when she was ready, when she finally gave it up, so to speak, mm-hmm. and allows herself to be picked up by me and and uh, by Marta and, and mm-hmm. carried around the house without, you know, any kind of uh, fear about that. It was very gratifying to realize that she trusts us. She trusts me completely, mm-hmm. even to the point that 
she lets us carry her around five feet in the air when, you know, a five-foot drop would hurt. Yeah, that would for a little dog like that. Was there anything special you did with her to create that trust? It's, it's really difficult. We have a skittish dog also, and it takes quite a long time to kind of bring them kind of online. I, guess. I don't know what else to call it. It, it does. It, it, it took a long time. I wouldn't say there was anything specific. I don't know why, but uh, I like to lay on the ground at the dog's level. Mm. And I, I think when you do things like that, they're able to relate to you more. They're able mm-hmm. to, I don't know if the word is experience you more, but to certainly be close to you and, and see you at that level. And, and just she just became more and more comfortable as, you know, she, she was about two before she would give it up. Well, you know, it's really interesting. Luna is such a special dog, much more calm, not nearly the adventurous sort like Ben. And uh, I mentioned right after the break that you told me about a couple of your other dogs. Thor was one who was attacked by a porcupine. And so I have a feeling that he was a little bit on the adventurous side like Ben. And then you had another wonderful dog named Lester who was a wonderful companion and really was by your side. Um, Lester was the most loyal dog I've ever had. mm -hmm. He, he didn't see anybody else but me. Yeah. Right. Well, he loved me. Isn't it neat how God gives us different experiences with different kinds of dogs at different points in our life? Maybe he knows how to match us up, doesn't he? Well, you know, all things work together (laughs) for good. For uh-huh. those that love God and call in accordance to his purposes. And so why not our dogs, yeah. right? They have such a central part of our life and they're involved with us for such a long time. Why wouldn't God use that mm-hmm. for his mm-hmm. purposes? And yeah. certainly I have different phases of my life, had different dogs who have taught me different things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Luna, you mentioned earlier, she, she's, she's taught me mercy, mm-hmm. right? She's, she's taught that to me. And to think, that God looks at me like I do at Luna as frail and fallen and broken and, you know, all those things. And yet to not turn his back on me mm-hmm. the same as I wouldn't turn my back on Luna now yeah. has, has been very, it's been, been very endearing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and I also think about your experience with Thor and having the porcupine experience and that reference you made to scripture about all things work together for good. It doesn't say all things are good. Getting hit by a porcupine, we wouldn't probably put in the good category. That's right. It says all things, not just good things. Right. Bad things, hurtful things. And Thor really trusted you to help him in that situation when it probably wasn't easy. (laughs) Well, he was a giant dog. He probably weighed 110 pounds and had a head, looked like a like a calf. Mm -hmm. It was a big dog. And he had to be still and allow me to literally lay on top of him as I extracted probably 30 Mm -hmm. uh, porcupine needles out of his mouth and out of his nose. And I could see in his eyes that he had terror Mm -hmm. because of this pain. Yeah. Yet he had trust Mm -hmm. and was, you know, realizing that this was for his good. Yeah. Hopefully we can see those issues in life, those, mm-hmm. those, those stingers that we receive. Right. And we can learn through that to trust God to, to deal with them, to right. help us to cope with them. Right. 
One of the things you told me before the show was was so wonderful because it really hits on what I hope to communicate to listeners with God and Our Dogs, and that is childlike faith. And you had such a neat way of talking about that in relationship with our dogs. Can you share that? You know, I've been thinking about Luna and and about the dogs as I got ready for the show. And, And it occurred to me that if I could learn to look at God and upon God the way that my dog looks upon me, it would help me to be closer to the Lord, to be closer and called in because I can see, you know, that disparity. It's it's our dogs, right? If we didn't feed them, they would starve. If we didn't house them, they would, you know, freeze to death. And God is our is our provider as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's enabled me to to look upon or to think about my relationship with God through the eyes of my dog. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't think about God. I, I assume, you know, mm-hmm. dogs probably don't. But they think about us a lot. Yeah. And they, they look upon us in many of the same ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they they don't really understand what we say. And how many times in Scripture does God tell us, you know, your ways are not my ways. My ways are not your ways. It's like you think about your dog and it's like, oh, OK, exactly. I get that. I, I know the dogs. I mean, when we're painting a fence or whatever, they're just probably looking at us like, Y'all are crazy. What's going on? You know, there's there's fun grass to run, and, you know, the sun is beautiful. Let's go lay in it. And instead, you know, we're doing these things. Well, you know, God says his ways are not our ways. Uh-huh. And so he looks at it completely different. Yeah. And, and it helps to realize that that uh, we're not the only sentient creatures mm-hmm. uh, who have those kind of feelings and emotions. And it helps us to, to see it in practice. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Understanding his word, trying to comprehend his ways. Well, dogs fit squarely in that, right? Mm-hmm. With our relationship, you know, and and you want to get they test you, right? A dog oh, will yeah, test you, definitely. Right, they will. just like we'll we'll push it with the Lord and mm-hmm. and uh, you know test him. But you know he wants, or, or the dog wants to belong. He wants to be near you. It's all those same attributes that the Lord says, "I want with you. I want this relationship." Well. I want to be God's dog. Yeah, right. that's cool. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, Joe, it's been so much fun to talk about two of our favorite subjects, God and our dogs, <laughs> with you. And before we bring the show to a close, I'd love for you to tell a little bit about what your specialty is. There are all different kinds of lawyers. Who do you like to help? You started off uh, today's program talking about my love of history. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, history and the law doesn't always go together, but I practice in an area of, uh, of real property law, particularly involving litigation, and I get involved all the time in things that I've got to go back 100 years, 150 years, and I've got to dig up records, and I've got to examine them, and I've got to find evidence and truth in different places, and to me, it's a, it's a detective hunt as well, so I really like that part. Uh, of the practice, anything dealing with land uh-huh. uh, has been a joy uh, for me. And, and my firm is full of, of lawyers that uh, are outstanding real estate lawyers. And sometimes they need a, a litigator to, to help out a client. And uh-huh. I'm always glad to do that because it's, it's interesting. Yeah. 
Well, Joe Davis with Branscombe Law, thank you so much for being a guest on God and Our Dogs. Thank you, Meg. It's been great, and I appreciate Bernie Radio and all you're doing for our community. Well, awesome. Well, before we bring the show to a close, I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. Yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. We heard about a dog in a very painful situation today. He trusted his owner to care for him, even though the treatment resulted in more pain before relief. I ponder, in what ways do I need to trust God, even though it's painful, so I can experience relief on the other side? Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godinourdogs.com. This is Meg Greer, and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and social media pages. Sign up for insider news on GodInOurDogs.com. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. I'm Clint Buck. And I'm Mary Adair. At Branscombe Law, our clients come first. Our talented and dedicated lawyers and staff take pride in offering solid legal solutions to individuals and their businesses. Our attorneys focus on a variety of legal practice areas, including litigation, real estate, water law, employment, energy, corporate formation, and estate planning. Our team is ready to serve you and your legal needs. Visit us at BranscombeLaw.com for more information. Children's Story Time as the Patrick Heap Library is open today from 10 to 4. This is Bernie Radio.